0: It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. It's episode 50, full half-century of View From 202's. Uh, views from, views from 202? Views from 202, yeah. Um, View From 202's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. View ofs202, um, I'm Brippard. I just took a nap, so I'm feeling very groggy, but joined by Alex puget and Sam Place to discuss the New York Red Bulls on this week of May <laughs> in 2017. How are you guys? Good, man. It's, I mean, as good as a, I don't know, 12-hour workday can go. 12 wow. hours? Wow. Yeah, kind of You know, of I empathize, because I, for work today, I had to go to Nassau County for the first ever time, and boy, it felt like 12 hours yikes yeah but it was actually my first venture into long island i'd Mm. never been i've
1: never i've never gone out there yeah to long island
0: ever why like why would you go i know by definition like geographically it kind of fills me with politically yeah yeah it feels it fills me with kind of a panic watching your dot move out there on the map because it's just like (laughs) isolated you're going towards nothing it's like oh my god if something were to happen you'd be stuck stuck yeah I guess there's oh, no. a ferry that takes you to rhode island but like oh my god <laughs> marginally it better just, yeah but well i'm back i survived speaking of other of, of other derelict uh flat expanses in the metro periphery uh i was like in an abandoned um arena in new jersey this weekend it wasn't red bull arena all right calm down peanut gallery <sighs> I was in the Izod Center on Sunday. You went to the Izod Center. Yeah, why? Weird is that? My sister got these tickets to this like final rehearsal, like this semi-closed rehearsal of like Roger Waters' new tour, where they just wanted some bodies in the room to like fully test the sound and and lights. Um, and it was in the Izod Center. What is left of the Izod Center? Well, apparently still a bunch of ads. Um, like there's, uh, remember the company Vonage? They still have some ads <laughs> wow. in the Izod Center. Um, it looks kind of spooky though. It's kind of slowly falling apart. It uh, has, uh, you know, you still get just as much of a feeling that the Nets might win a game there, which is none at all. But um, yeah, it's it's weird. I, apparently, they can still host events there. They're selling tickets. They're selling food. So who are the Tenants? Do they just no, do I'm,
2: events now? Or?
0: Yeah, I think the only thing they use it for is things like this where touring companies are like, hey, we need a random abandoned place to just like <sighs> house all of our, so we can like test all of our tech. Um, and hey, it worked for that. I was right next to the, isn't that, that's like right where the abandoned ski mall thing
2: right, I, I was going to say, I'm sure that once the Sanity Center opens up, it's going to be.
0: I saw, I saw the ski jump thing. Yeah. uh, It's a slope, not a jump. Sorry. It's sad. Is what it is. It is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's uh,
2: apparently actually going to open eventually. Really? Yeah.
0: It's a uh, delayed and abortive start to that uh, project, much like the New York Rebels 2017 season, uh, which continued last Friday. Oh, I see
2: what you did there. That was Uh, clever.
0: In a uh, a 1-1 draw against the Toronto FC at home. Um, Courtesy of goals by Bradley Wright-Phillips. And, uh, oh, geez, who scored the Toronto goal again? Uh, Sheiru. Sheiru, Benoit Sheiru. And then the goal that wasn't by Tosan Ricketts. Arguably two or three goals that weren't by uh, Tosan Ricketts. Um, what, what else to say about the Red Bulls, then, that Bradley Wright-Phillips scored the goal of the year so far, a uh, bicycle kick off a set piece. Hey, it's like... You know, we are slowly bending the will of the universe towards us, I guess. We just complained about set pieces for, Mm -hmm. what, only, like, ten weeks, and now we finally get one. Um, Britt, I don't know if you heard, but it's an overhead kick, not a bicycle (laughs) kick. Yeah. Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, (laughs) No, if if you're one of the people nitpicking that, then no, go home. No one cares. (laughs) It's like, who, like, the, the the Venn diagram of people who apply that level of pedantry to things and, like, soccer fans, now that I say this is actually quite large, isn't it? It's it's most soccer fans. It's it's offside. That's true, yeah. That one says, yeah. But, like, all of these categories are made up. Offside's at least a literal rule that's written down on paper. There's no one on paper where it says, this is what a bicycle kick is. Well, anyway, Bradley scored one. It was a bicycle <laughs> kick. It was great, and this was in the first half. It was very far from our seats, but it looked great from there. It couldn't even see better. what happened. Didn't even
2: realize it was an overhead kick
0: until. I kind of thought it might have been, um, but there was definitely that kind of delayed reaction you get at games like that where like, yeah. everyone has to watch the screen, and then they go, oh, after they watch the replay. Yeah. Um, on the whole, this game was very frustrating to watch from the south end of the stadium. Everything happened at the north end pretty much. Yep. So, just a side note from the stands. Until, like, the back and forth and, like, after the 80th minute. Yeah, but, like, okay, true, but, like But, like, every, goals, meaning, every like, the, significant
1: chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then uh, the story of the second half is it really turn, it turned it on um, about the 70th minute or so. And uh, really started hitting us on the counter. Benoit Cheru, of course, equalizes off of a ball flicked into the far post where Alex Mule Stops marking him. And then Aaron Long slowly had drifted back and kept on side. He heads past Robles. Um, not much later, Tassan Ricketts, I think, hits the crossbar. And then we, have, of course, have the penalty, which is really, I think, the moment or a moment of the season so far where I think... Uh, it, on a breakaway, Altidore chipped a defender, chased it down, and in the process of another play, chasing it down, Damian Parnell completely bowls him over. Frustratingly, only like a foot inside the box, but definitely inside the box. Josie Altidore steps up to take the penalty kick. He never should have gotten that far
2: on that play. To be fair, he definitely fouled Aaron Long to get there.
0: Altidore?
1: Yeah. I don't. That was um. Yeah, I saw the replay. It was also on Matt Doyle's uh not Matt Doyle's. What's his uh, uh Simon Borg? sorry, Simon Borg's uh uh does the controversial replay. yeah, instant replays uh from the week and that was like the big feature from our game uh because it was pretty clear that he just kinda
2: threw down Yeah was it
0: Aaron,
1: uh, Aaron Long? Aaron Long. Yeah.
2: He also thought we had a penalty shot um from one of the Og Wheels plays. But anyway, so steps up to take this penalty. Takes
0: up the penalty. Uh, Luis Robles felt felt like he was diving left since time immemorial. But uh, anyway, Josie Alcindor hits it right into his hands, and the stadium, it must be said, erupted. Much louder than when Bradley scored his goal this season. Uh, it got loud. Everyone kind of woke up in that I, yeah,
2: moment. I, f- I, f- I feel like that w- w- even if we scored like a winning goal, we wouldn't have felt that strong as a as a
0: group yeah. yeah sam pointed out or likened it to uh the orlando game in 2015 yeah where i think one of the the loudest moments we had that season was not like when we were winning or not when we scored a clinching goal or a go-ahead goal it was after like kyle learn scored the third or fourth goal in that game because like and two the, three yeah and the whole it was like off of really bad air um and like, right, like, the minute or so after that, the stadium just got really loud, the entire stadium. It was, it was, you know, obviously the direct circumstances are different here, but it was kind of that same feeling of the just, like, <clears throat> circumstantial or, or uh, serendipitous kind of just mm-hmm. eruption from the crowd saying, like, all right, you know what, we've had enough this season. Like, we need to, like, get it together. Um, and then for the rest of the 10 minutes of the game, it was, it was the loudest I've heard the stadium in a while, mm-hmm. at least since the Derby. And probably louder than most of the Derby games themselves. Um, But including that 10 minutes, of course, for some chances of our own, we see Frederick Orbanson, uh, or no, it's Daniel Royer. Excuse me, I'm confusing my Northern Europeans. Um, (laughs) Daniel Royer heading right into the arms of Toronto. It's it's north of Italy. (laughs) So... um, And then, uh, of course, the controversial play, uh, or at least in probably some Toronto fans' eyes, where uh, there's a shot, Luis Robles parries the ball in front of him, and Tosaran Ricketts seems to put it away, but then after a brief scuffle and some confused moments, the referee calls it off, because it turns out number 44 for Toronto was offside while the shot was taken and interfering with Luis's line of sight. Even though Ricketts was not offside, uh, this led the referee to call the goal off. I think it's the correct call, especially when you have a scenario where uh, Robles is, is a small, very small margin for error of Robles. The question of whether he catches it or parries off to the side really made the world of difference on whether Ricketts got to it or not. Um, so I think it's a good call at the end. Uh, and then, of course, the game ultimately ends with uh, sub Gonzalo Verón dribbling in the middle and uh, ripping a shot that goes just or about 5 or 6 feet wide. Those are a lot the of the good crossing. Box. Yeah. But that was pretty much all she wrote. 1-1. One, one. <clears throat> I'd say probably a fair result on the day. Mm-hmm. I'd have to lean a little bit more towards us being lucky mm-hmm. rather than unlucky. But I walked away a satisfied customer, which is how I think of myself at all times <laughs> in society. As a customer.
2: Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of <laughs> Hand of God moments, I think, in that in that in that game, it felt like we should win. I think that's why the stadium got so loud after the the PK save, right? Because that's that's one of those moments uh, when Ricketts hit it off the crossbar. That's one of those moments when we got the call uh, of the you know not disallowed goal. You know, yeah. it, it kind of seemed like everything was going for us. So I think it 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 drove some hope into the fan base. Um, or at least the people who were there in the 80th minute when Robles made the save, and I, I think it kind of led to that moment where we felt like we there, there, there's a cosmic intervention for us to win that game.
0: I guess I don't know how to win it, but it's like just gave us a break because I think I got a feeling like come the fuck on from everyone, just like yeah. all right, let's let's go. Like I feel like it. I, I said this just a second ago, but I really do think like it felt like we all woke up in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Like I, feel I like mean, the crowd could... had kind of been just like sleepwalking so far this season being like oh yeah, we're the Rebels, we're pretty good, we've always pretty good. We <laughs> should be winning games when we win games, no big deal cuz that's what we're supposed to do. Oh, we lose them. Oh, we also we also go on losing streaks. That's kind of what we do. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, it happens. And this game was like, come on. Sam, so, sorry, you going to I was going to
1: say, I mean, you know, who would you normally expect to be subbed on in a in a draw type scenario in the 70 to 80th minute? Like Sal Zizzo, it's pretty freaking classic these days, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, we ended up subbing on Gonzalo for Rome. We, we, we pushed the attack, and I think that's something that that's both, a nice. It's, it, 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 it kind of emphasizes the point you guys are making. Both I mean,
2: teams just went for it, and it was a fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that uh, at the same time, no Sebastian Jovinko, uh, If he were there... You know, I think we would have been. Six. I think I think it would have been much. It would have been similar to the home opener last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did that stupid fucking celebration, where I don't know if he's it, where he's allegedly revving a motorcycle. Yeah, it's a motorcycle. I, I don't know. It, it looks pretty dumb
2: to be to be honest. He's too small to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, he's way too small. Juveco and Trump are both good boys who play with trucks and motorcycles. Good for them.
2: <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the formation change?
0: Maybe. Uh, I was just gonna say. I, I almost got a feeling from the the crowd reaction that maybe I'm just projecting onto this, but I kind of felt an acceptance there. I was like, you know what? Maybe we are a mediocre team this year. Maybe we're just mediocre. But I'm here to watch a soccer game, and we're like, let's just like enjoy this soccer game yeah. right here. Let's just like push on our team, like abandoning all the anxiety, the high level anxiety about what we should and shouldn't be, and just like letting it all out.
2: Well, Jesse Marsh seemed to resign ourselves kind of to what you're talking about about being a mediocre soccer team in the the post-match conference
0: yeah he
2: yeah he mentioned that you know toronto are obviously an elite team in the east and that hurts because that's usually us so mm-hmm. small implication though not you know explicit
0: yeah so we can talk formation change we see uh in this game sasha question and felipe paired in the middle of the field no sean davis which
2: no they weren't paired in the middle of the field Felipe was by himself. The big They're deal both about in
1: the,
0: the center. Yes, right. But they were playing
1: so. seemingly on top of each other yeah. instead of playing alongside each other. So what yeah, the formation officially was a four one three two. Right. For the first half.
2: Which is why we had Freddie G on as well. Freddie G? Yeah, that's what people are calling him.
0: Is that people as in you? No, people online have called him Gold Fred. Branson. I took like four seconds to realize who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Go Branson does start up top with BWP. Uh, both as strikers, Daniel Royer a sit Sean Davis is not there, which makes me nervous. If I'm Sean Davis, um, Mario and Taxi starts. Taxi is the poster man on Sunday, getting a little bit of recognition um, with his patented "God has us" pose. <laughs> it didn't actually say "God has us" on the poster. It, it should have. It should have. You, I just whenever I see a photo of Taxi now, I just whisper in my head, "God, God has, has us." us. Yeah. Um, I think he took a picture of the poster, put it on Instagram, and said, "God has us." us. So the circle is complete. Don't worry. Um, I don't know, Peaches. It seems like you have thoughts on this formation. No, I just think
2: it's interesting letting Felipe um be the destroyer by himself. Um, and you know, um, allowing us to have a bit of flexibility with two strikers as well as kind of maintaining Sasha in the number ten position, right? So that's
0: it certainly worked better than where Sasha usually is in the four-two-two-two.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't think Sasha has a position in the four-two-two-two
0: unless he he's doesn't. playing
2: in the the central midfield, which right. I think it's worse for him because he obviously does create a lot of chances.
0: Right. It was interesting to see Bradley uh, continue to be fr- a little bit further back than we're used to seeing him, um, and then with Cole Branson being kind of more the gunner, uh, the advanced role. Um, And it didn't quite come off directly in this game. I think, you know, there are a couple instances where Bradley hit passes that Cole Branson kind of had to wait for a little bit. Um, So that might take some getting used to. But it bears saying that Cole Branson is the guy who heads on the ball for BWP's goal. Mm -hmm. It's nice to finally have somebody on the end of one of these set pieces who is used to heading the ball Mm -hmm. in scoring context.
1: I think there the rationale behind changing the to changing back uh into a different formation for the second half yeah. was because there was a lack of what confidence in Felipe's ability to hold down the, the the attack by himself. Um I mean I thought that that we looked really really good in the first half. Yeah. I I, I thought we looked as good if not better than Toronto uh which which was exciting. Um uh, but then I think as soon as Sean Davis came on and we changed to having two central defending midfielder midfield mm-hmm. type players it looked like we were inviting a bit more pressure and in, and in, in, in a bit more of toronto's attack and it seemed like uh they were able to, to develop it you know more and then they made the appropriate subs and kept on piling the attack on
2: yeah
1: uh, it feels like it was a kind of a weird position because there wasn't a lot of room for us to respond
2: if we retract into a defensive formation yeah, does yeah. that make sense I- I, I think I know what you mean. I, th- I think having two strikers gives us more of an outlet, right? Yeah. I
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so.
2: But, I, I mean, there's still kinks. To, I guess the point is that there's still kinks to be worked
1: out. Sure. I, I like that we tried a different formation, that we mixed things up, because, it, you know, what we had been doing wasn't really working too well. Yeah. Uh, So it's it's nice to see that we're taking risks,
2: especially in the first half, instead of just doing it in the last 15 minutes. Right. I, I, I will say that the, the Sean Davis substitution of the half... Um, you know, it's it's reassuring that that's a tactical one and not one just because Cole Branson might have been injured, um, which is what I was worried about. Um, but I mean, I I wouldn't say that it's it's necessarily dangerous um, if if I'm Sean uh, Davis that you know he even start, um, especially because he still has a spot in the four two three one.
0: I mean, we don't really know that. Yeah, wait, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Until Tyler
2: Adams comes back. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he
1: has it. He has it because of circumstances, not not because of, that. you
2: know, he would he'd otherwise
0: be below and sure. not starting.
2: Sure, I I, I I don't disagree with you,
0: but, you know. He's squandering a rare opportunity to claim make on, his on yeah. yeah, if he just barely is treading water this whole time until Tyler Adams but gets back. I, I, I just don't poorly. think
2: that Sean Davis is a destroyer. You know, he's not the Dax role. Um, I think you know probably what I've been reading is that Dan Metzger's more of that kind of player. Um, obviously he might not have the quality though. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that that's Sean well, Davis' goal. Davis is
0: playing. I think on Sunday or the Sunday before, two games ago, when he started, I thought he was playing further. Or no, did he start?
1: Are you Sorry. talking about against SKC? So you're talking about?
0: No, our. Uh, Sorry, the game before Toronto. I'm spacing here. But anyway, when he did not play well. uh, LA, yes, against LA. yeah, uh, When he did not play well against LA, he was playing more of the eight role than the six. I think Felipe was playing the six. Felipe was more... Well,
2: Felipe's a designated six now.
0: Right, but he's not... So Sean Davis is not playing the Dax McCarty position directly. I think he's playing much more of the connector uh, between the two. Sure, but when we had Dax, both of them kind of were disruptors in the midfield. Sure, but I, I, I... think that dax is definitely more defensive than sean davis has been asked to be sean davis is not has not been collecting the ball or or been like a part of the defensive spine in the same way that dax mccarty was right which is
2: why i'm saying that I, th- I i think that that's stronger in the 4-2-3-1 when we played it okay yeah
0: but I, I think it's apples to oranges to say that sean davis can't do what dax mccarty was and that's that's a problem. I no, don't think that's no, necessarily
1: a okay. problem. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. What did we think of, uh, Grela getting the start over Royer?
2: You know, I, I still, I, I still watch the highlights and I don't know what uh, I don't think that Grella played poorly. I don't,
0: he had a, uh, he had a steal at the beginning of the second half. But other than that, I thought he was very, uh,
2: I, re- I really thought he hustled. I thought he had out a lot there. of
0: turnovers, um, not not worthy of censure, but not worthy of praise either. I think so. a lot of the turnovers,
1: <clears throat> the turnovers that I remember were in the attacking third. Yeah. Uh, like I feel like when Grella was, was at his best, was when he took defenders on one on one and was able to get by them pretty easily. Yeah. And and I don't think he brought the same threat. Uh, that I mean that then that could be attributed to him getting back into the swing of things after surgery um and after being out for a while mm-hmm. uh and you know it might take him a few weeks yeah. to get back into it that's that's totally fine uh but i don't think he played remarkably well i don't think he played i wouldn't put him on the top half of the no. team by any means and mean, uh, in, in, uh, of the 11 yeah. who are out I, there
2: I, I don't know it, it, something about gorilla's performance in that game made me feel comfortable which mm,
1: i disagree yeah i would i would say i was the least comfortable when they were when Toronto was attacking on their right and to our left and and they were going directly at Grella, I was not I was not thrilled about that. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't know what it is though, but it, but I feel like Grella really went after the ball more than some of our other like more not more than Royer, but some of our other wingers might have. You yeah, know, but like,
0: was he getting the ball? Not really.
2: No, I mean, but but I thought he tried. More, he seemed like he was more of a spark. Um, for I don't know what it is, it's I'm probably wrong too. Um, as, as Sam has pointed out to me, um, but I I just really liked how Grella played. I don't even understand why. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I like that you like it. I mean, yeah. I
1: want to, I want to like how he plays uh, as much as I did when I bought a Grella Dino jersey, you know, <laughs> like I. I uh, I don't think he's there right now, but that could be due to a number of things. Sure. Um, I mean,
0: I
2: I think he could have played better, of course, but
0: I, I thought he played well. B-Man on Twitter has this uh theory. I don't know. It's I guess it's more than a theory. But he, his take, I've seen him air out several times, is that Grello's production has really um slid down since Sam left, and that Sam was demanding a lot of attention from teams on defense due to his speed, but also his better crosses, and that Grella was able to exploit this much better and that his production has basically plummeted since we traded Sam and slash since Sam's production started going down. Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of persuaded by that. I think if you look back, I think it it bears out that... I never um, really thought of that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully Grow can find a spark or or it would also be great if we could get someone to duplicate Sam's threat one-for-one, one, which I don't think Royer is doing quite yet. Uh, I don't later. think Royer could do that either. Though. Royer's
2: yeah. not beating his men. I think wheel has been getting better, though. He's been more
0: confident on the ball. He's
2: trying more stuff. I,
0: th- I thought he was good in the first half. He's trying to improve technically, yeah. but then, um, yet again, he, just like he did Atlanta, was not marking a guy at the far post that directly led to a goal. It's right. not only his fault in that goal, but it's part of it. It wasn't the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. That's true, Alex. It wasn't the fucking all right, let's do Gotist and Wotist to wrap up this first segment. Gotist. Uh, I will go first if you don't have I'm gonna keep it simple. Bradley Wright Phillips. Okay. Goal.
1: Yay. Great. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mario because uh, I think he played pretty well, and I think that he's our best right back right now, uh, despite you know i i think that he provides great attack and he's a big dude and i like having big wingers yeah uh or big fullbacks um big defenders really nice um I, I thought he played kind of far up the pitch from 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 my liking um and i didn't think he's i don't think he's fast enough to to make the recovery runs that someone like kamar lawrence yeah. can make but but either way i thought he played well um also a shout out to long but i think bradley's my my to yeah. go,
0: the, there was one series of play where uh, Mario got beat or was caught out of position and he was trying to do a professional foul, mm-hmm. um, but he, he kind of missed the guy or the guy kind of like didn't really take it easy. He just kept running mm-hmm. and stayed up and Murillo was like trying to double down and make sure he got the foul. <laughs> yeah. But then he did it. He just kind of like ended up pushing him in a really dumb way where like... Any chance that he wasn't going to get a yellow went out the window. And for a brief second, I was like, oh, God, I hope this isn't a red. Like, it's a kind of thing, especially since it's a taller guy. If he had happened to, like, catch a hand on someone's face there, it would have been a red yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was a little worried for that. But yeah. otherwise, he played good. He
2: didn't well, really get caught up in anything. But, you know, he, he, I thought he played a little hot-headed. Um, not that I hate that. But, you know. Right. I, he got into a lot of situations after
0: that play. I thought, or after that uh, section of play, he certainly felt higher. like a catalyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: totally. Uh, Gotis for me. I'm gonna give it to Kamar again. I, I thought he played well. Um, he's always been safe, um, and he made some really, really good, 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 good plays. That that block mm-hmm. where he just jumped and and stopped the ball. That was incredible. Incredible act of athleticism, in my opinion. Yeah, he's getting back to that form of two years ago. Yeah.
0: Which is great. My wotest is Aaron Long. Um, I think <laughs> keeping... <laughs> look, when reviewing the tape and seeing how he kept onside, Sheru was like, ah, come on. As a, as a center back, got to avoid uh, just mindlessly encroaching backwards like that. And then uh, Ricketts also made a meal out of him uh, on the ball that he chipped over and hit off the crossbar. Josie Outsider kind of had his way with him a little bit too. So I think not a good game for Aaron Long.
1: Mm. All right. Interesting. I disagree, uh, but we're not going to have a go at it. At least what, not right eh? now. Wheel. Um, <laughs> I don't think he played very well. Lourdes, sorry.
2: Uh, I kind of liked everyone in the starting lineup. Um, I. You know, I, I think, you know, Long had a lapse in judgment. Um, we all, you know, should have covered his man. But I, I think that when Sean Davis came on, the team was considerably weaker. So I'm going to give it to him.
0: This is why I'm worried for my boy Sean.
2: He just get some confidence back. I don't know. Like, I, I think he's just playing a little bit meekly.
0: Yeah. I guess I don't disagree. Alright, so any lingering thoughts for segment one? Okay, putting a pen on it, join us for segment two, where we're going to revo- review the scoreboard and look forward to the New England Revolution this Memorial Day weekend. Go to the
1: city, girl, where the boys want you, if it is your dream, well, it's not
0: To episode 50, reviewing the week of action of MLS that preceded us. We're going to go back to uh, some Wednesday games that happened between the time it re-recorded and the time that we released. That included a 2-0 win by the Philadelphia Union over the Houston Dynamo. Philadelphia continuing its decent recent stretch of play. Chicago beating Colorado 3-0. Chicago continues to be or continues to have the look of a legitimate contender. Colorado seems to be back on its bullshit. Um, We had Mike Pecky's RSL beat NYCFC 2-1 in a game that, uh, well, I guess it was in Salt Lake, but still kind of surprising. Then we have Orlando gain a point at San Jose to wrap up that Wednesday. On the weekend, we had Montreal beat Portland 4-1 at home. We have Chicago uh, get its second win in a week with a 1-0 win away at D.C. We have Philadelphia also get two wins in a week with a 2-1 win against Colorado. Mm. Colorado. I'm really not looking uh, to their 2016 best. Atlanta puts a wallop on Houston at home 4-1. New England beats Columbus 2-1, and NYC FC beats Orlando 3-0 mm. at Orlando. I apologize, Orlando. We cursed you, since we did mention your surprisingly uh, strong record against NYC FC earlier this year. Um, but, of course, our opponent this week is New England, who's beat Columbus 2-1, which only just a couple weeks ago would earn an automatic ooh as Columbus was top of the table in Consistently winning, but it's been a couple weeks now that uh, Columbus has been in good form, kind of similar to us. But before we talk about New England directly, let's look at the table where we have uh, Toronto still in first overall by a uh, already a five-point margin. Now we have Chicago, then followed by NYCFC, Orlando, Columbus, and then us holding that sixth. Final playoff spot above the line, uh, 13 games into our season. We have Philadelphia, New England, and Atlanta, however, who are on our heels and could very plausibly leapfrog us when they catch up on games in hand. Uh, technically, once again, everyone in the Eastern Conference could catch up on us, although not all of them at once, as they certainly, somebody certainly probably plays each other in that group. Uh, I said it in segment one. I guess I'll reiterate. It does seem like, you know, this might just be our spot this year. This might actually just be indicative of our overall quality. But.
2: Uh, it's going to suck at the end
0: of the season. If that is true, that means we have a peer to peer matchup or, or roughly equivalent matchup with New England, who have 16 points from 12 games. They are an even 4 4 and 4. They have been a land of contrast so far this year. Uh, off of or their two one victory last week, they played some familiar names, uh, such as Kellen Rowe, uh Diego Fugundes, who listeners will know I have a soft spot for. because uh, in my we mind, we don't give he's, him shit for liking 16. Fugundes,
2: but do we give me shit for liking Costa? because yeah, Fugundes Whoa. is a
0: sweet child soldier who's been conscripted against his uh will. You've willfully adored the main playmaker of our most hated and ancient enemy uh, we also have uh the bad kamara playing forward for them <laughs> we have uh Lynn playing uh forward we have chris tierney uh andrew farrell who uh it seems like every other time we play new england andrew farrell uh alternates between being uh, a really good right back and just the worst hopefully we roll the the worst. And then a couple, uh, a couple new names um, down the spine of New England. They've had a, a Who, who's their DP? Xavier Kawasi yeah. Kowasi, number twelve, is at the base of their midfield diamond. Real Jason Christ, 2009, hours here with that. Uh, he midfield was supposed diamond. to be
2: their um, Jermaine Jones replacement, right?
0: Right. So, um, yeah, how are you guys feeling about the New England Revolution? Did you
2: mention Swagadella?
0: I didn't, as it appears he did not play last week, but of course uh, Juan Agudelo of former Metro and New Jersey Heritage uh, is also still on this team. He was uh, supposed to be a key player for them this season, and kind of has been, uh, at the top of the midfield diamond in that kind of uh, hybrid uh, a t- a CAM and forward roll, and it looks like they've shifted Lee Nguyen up top as a forward yeah, yeah instead um, it looks like
1: Aguadelo had been out on injury for mm-hmm, yeah. a few weeks right mm-hmm. uh, He's, he's uh, I think he'll be in the uh, on the 18 for, uh, for the game this Saturday mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna be honest I just do not watch new england i'm totally confused by them at this point in the season i
1: think the only game i watched with them uh, from from them this season was the the home opener or their away their first game this season against colorado at colorado yeah and they ended up losing like one nothing and both teams looked super uninspiring uh, mm-hmm. um but i don't know uh apparently they have won their last two games they won four nothing against RSL, and they beat, oh, right. and 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 as Britt had just said, they had beaten Columbus two one. Mm-hmm. I think both games were at home though, uh, so I don't know how they'll fare on the road. Um, if Columbus, or if if Colorado's any indication of that, they're gonna play pretty poorly. Uh, but that was several months ago, so uh, surely things have changed and players have started meshing. And Kowasi's probably gotten much better in that time period. Maybe, um, maybe not. I would assume so. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like fucking New England. We ended up we ended up losing to them at Gillette right. all the time. Uh, oh yeah. But but then I feel like we play really well against them at home. Yeah. Ever since that really 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 bad 2014. Yeah. Uh, playoff series. Honestly, we
0: played well against them in the regular season. I think that year too. It was yeah. just that one game <laughs> yeah. where we laid an egg. That, yeah. That's
2: the one where uh, Dax and BWP scored. Dax had that amazing chip. That season.
0: Oh yeah, um, and that's that's uh, Terry Henry's final ever game, uh, um, where what I think what do we do we actually drew the away what leg? Yeah. In Gillette, um, but it wasn't enough. Um, yeah. K Hill man. Oh that right because BWP was suspended for the second well, leg. Yeah. What was the score of the first leg? It was two something. I know they scored two.
2: That's the first loss I I think I saw at Red Bull Arena.
0: Yeah, it might have been one of mine too. You just made some, like, 96 veteran fan very <laughs> angry by saying that. Or we all did.
2: I probably saw a loss when I went to that Metro draws game in 97, That's so... That's true,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, New England's a tough one. Um, it is at home, though, so expect nothing less than a win. Um, I will say the last three games New England's played, they've played teams... Uh, well, they've only played two teams. They've played Columbus twice, but they've played... Uh, team's kind of in a slide Um, Columbus has been on a losing streak RSL despite their victory over NYCFC has also had a very rocky uh, going as of late Um, they're one of the last teams Columbus actually beat in addition to uh, Montreal so uh, they will continue to play a slumping team in the shape of us this weekend so I think they're going to feel confident that they can get something out of this game Uh, we can't just assume they're going to be intimidated by the building
1: yeah i agree i definitely agree with that um i do have fond
0: memories of the the first game after uh new New england beat us um in 2014 and 2015 they showed up in force and started chanting this is our house and then we scored three goals in the first 12 minutes (laughs) Um, yep that's pretty solid um they they come in full
1: force they have very consistent away support uh, this is probably the easiest game for them to get to. Um, well, I suppose it's easier to get to Yankee Stadium, but just slightly. Yeah.
2: Um, it's marginal.
1: Yeah, but either way, um, it's uh, they they, they come in full force. uh um, yeah. every every uh it's every so year. So
0: annoying. It's no, I, like that's the thing
1: about about the revs is that I hate. I mean, ever I think it's pretty clear that I hate Boston. Yeah, I've been pretty vocal about this. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to the Revs, revolution and i guess even the red Sox too like i hate them i hate their teams and i hate their whole shtick but i respect their fans uh and i kind of respect the atmosphere they bring to games uh despite really 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 hating them
2: right i mean to that point, I'm just annoyed at how good they are doing that.
0: Yeah, oh totally. When <laughs> I, I think of I the Revs, I kind of still think of like MLS as it was in like 2002 or like the of 90s. Crest, it's because of the crest, but also the fans. <laughs> I get a the feeling they're in Gillette. So like when I see them, I'm like, oh, that's good that they're fans at Gillette. That's good. I'm like, that's that's good for everyone. Like I'm glad like they're not like, and I totally disassociate them from like other New England sport fans. I'm just like, oh yeah, like soccer, it's different. It's like nobody likes soccer and other sports. No, like this is a new thing we're doing. So I segregate them completely from Red Sox fans when that is totally unearned. Um, But, yeah. I I also get the sense that uh, their fans tend to tailgate a lot. I guess maybe it's like a lot of Patriots fans. It's probably the Gillette thing. So I imagine they prefer... I think I heard them say that they prefer coming to rba instead of yankee stadium because they can't really do that over in yankee
1: stadium yeah, that makes sense but, you're kind of crammed uh, into a really
0: shady bus bus parking lot it's true and you don't
1: have much i space. wonder if
0: they're getting more red sox fans now as did you hear that all red sox fans have been ba- banned from fenway park what yeah they announced that anyone who's caught uh being racist in fenway park is uh, going to receive uh, a lifetime ban, <laughs> so r.i.p uh attendance numbers at fenway park are they doing that at enfield too uh no, uh as uh they would actually have negative uh, attendance numbers <laughs> then, but I'm I'm actually torn. Bill Shankly was uh, apparently very good politically, tm, but um unlike unlike the rest uh, of Liverpool, yeah Dietrich Dietrich Madischitz. Although there's only one team whose PM is Jezza Corbin, and that's the Arsenal FC. So. Just leave that out there. Arsenal took Owned all of it. Stan Cranky, who I think supported Trump as well. Yes, yeah, true. I'm just talking about the local area. But look, yeah, I agree. We should, you know, return the football clubs to the people. Yes, yes. But Arsenal have transferred all of their late-season momentum to Labour uh, and Corbyn, <laughs> so that's why they came up short this year because mm. they gave all their energy to everyone else in alphabet Anyway, I, I think the point that I was
1: going to make after that extremely. <laughs> Long, but necessary? Tangent? Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Caveat? Yes. Important. Uh,
0: Is that I forgot what point I was going to make. All right. Predictions (laughs) for New England Revolution on Saturday, this Memorial Day weekend. Beaches. We win? Yeah? 4-2. Wow. I think we're actually going to (laughs) score. We're capable of scoring. Yeah, I guess. When's the last time... We scored multiple goals. The the
2: last 2 0 win we had.
0: It was that against again?
2: Or I guess against Chicago then,
0: 2 1. Chicago, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we lost two games in a row. 4 2 from Peaches. Sam? 2 1. 2 1. Uh, I'm gonna you go, gonna score? Yeah, between Win Kamara, and Agadello as a sub, maybe. And our back line does not look or center back situation does not look better. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the pessimist this week. I'm gonna say two-two
2: mm, draw
0: at wow. home. It's gonna be two points from 15. What are we looking at in terms of
1: uh, players injured players right now? Uh, what uh, is Collins
0: get out for out uh, for a few more weeks? Is that correct? Uh, was that the word on the street? He was in the stands the last two games wearing a tank top. Um, but uh. Cole Branson's fine, Grella's fine, uh, Verone is fine. He's just been on the bench. Um,
2: I think I understand Verone reasons.
0: now. Why?
2: My hamstrings were so sore mm. yesterday.
0: was mm. true. Um, yeah. Do you think we? What do you guys think of Verone's sub appearance? Do you think that the boy deserves another chance? He played. Better than I when he started, better. yeah. I'm glad that you took that shot there. Lest anyone is popping off on the internet. I don't do the Facebook groups anymore, but I can imagine people will be criticizing him for that. But I think that is not a bad shot to take there. Somebody needs to start taking those shots in this situation. Right,
2: like when so. BWP tried it against uh yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So um any lineup requests that you have for this one before we go? Or anything you'd like to see? Anything you'd like to predict? I'd like
2: to see Royer and Grella play together on the wings interesting as a starter i don't know i think that'd be interesting pairing
0: i uh ever since i mentioned it last episode i just keep on thinking metzger <laughs> i have no idea how he's playing in training i don't go to the trainings every day uh, or ever um but <laughs> it, it there's one for sale
2: on members plus wow a private training yeah.
0: i think i didn't realize that when you like bid on things you are spending your points you don't get them back when you bid so why would you ever bid then well, I didn't know until then.
2: No, but. I know. I'm just saying, though. That seems like such a weirdly yeah. non-incentivized...
0: Yeah, I don't get it. Um, Sam, do you have anything? I don't know, man. Okay. I I, I don't know. In terms of...
1: Kamar and Murillo. In- keep uh, them. I, I think we should keep the back line the same. Um, I was... Sorry, I was looking up Colin's status, um, and it's the last update was game day, and he was questionable then. Uh, he had resumed training last Wednesday so uh, he'll be he'll be he'll he'll have had 10, 10 days of training uh, going into kickoff this Saturday uh, whether they're, whether or not that's enough to warrant a yeah. start uh, is uh, beyond my qualifications yeah. uh, so I don't really know but um, I think Mario should continue to play on the right um, I think we should try that that uh four one three two again uh, I think that um, we should swap out some, make some wing, changes on the wings. Um, and I think uh, Etienne should get a start, or at least get 30 to 30 to 35 minutes. That'd Etienne nice. should get a start up top, if anything, though.
0: Yeah, like in that Cole Branson role. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's a good swap there. Um, I think that Royer should probably be starting. I agree. Uh, and if that's over wheel or Grella, doesn't matter to me who it could be either at this point
0: yeah i would like to see royer do something different than just hitting the like uh the edge of the box or like there's that like hash mark they have there um and just like running to that at the end line every time and then like running out of time and just cutting back and then trying to get back to that point over and over again it's oh, just a recycling I, I, thing i i want to
1: see him run more at, at defenders in the way that like uh, sam did like sam was able to do yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, I think we've been, we were kind of spoiled, uh, in 2015 with, with him doing that and
0: Grella doing that. Yeah. Uh, and now that we have essentially nobody doing that, uh, it's kind of frustrating. Sam, yeah. It was interesting because they're different because Sam would do, Sam would kind of like use his speed and his momentum and his body to use anticipation to beat defenders. He would do a stutter step or something or kind of like do a feint and then hit the cross right when the defender wasn't expecting it. Whereas Grella would slow it down. Yeah. And then kind of dribble more mm-hmm. directly past someone. It was a good compliment. We don't really have that anymore. Totally. Um okay, I'd be remiss to say that Felipe shaved his hair. I forgot. I totally forgot. It was yeah. shocking. Crazy. The beautiful boy's hair is gone. He uh, looks much scarier. I thought he was Omer Demari at first. Same. When I, I like <laughs> arrived I arrived early to the game and I was like, Oh, I just like, I wasn't there. I just like I was wasn't like, thinking. Like, Wait, yeah. what? Why I was like, Why is he wearing number eight? I was like, Wait, why is oh my god. Um but I don't know, maybe it's like a uh, playoff beard kind of thing, or like, you know, players do that to mix up a routine, but I will miss your hair, Felipe. I look forward to its slow, gradual return.
2: Yeah, it comes back.
0: I definitely haven't uh, paid uh, Fernando to collect the curls and put them in a bag and keep them for my shrine, but I would never do that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) Fernando Ruiz. Yeah, that's the, that's the yeah, trainer, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, he's I not did, the trainer. You th- I was worried for a second I him. might have paid a random guy in the parking lot name for <laughs> to go give me some hair um, of a dubious origin. Uh, theoretically, hypothetically. but Okie doke. That's it for episode 50 of View from 202. Uh, I'm going to be at the game this weekend, I think, barring something different. Peaches is. Sam might not be. We'll see. How, why are you assuming that I'm going to be there? That's a good point. I have no idea. You're gonna okay, be are you not going to be there? No, I'm going to be there. Okay, yep. ViewFrom202.com, at ViewFrom202. Facebook, ViewFrom202. See you next time.